0: Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. The Chain Theater's Winter One Act Festival is currently on the boards at their West 36th Street Spaces, featuring a number of excellent new works to explore, and Go See a Show correspondent Jason Wang was able to take one in last week. They spoke with some of the folks behind the show, Tourist Trap. After their performance, I'll let them introduce themselves. Take a listen.
1: Hello, what's up? We are back. Um we are here with Tourist Trap by Elijah Glow, directed by Dylan Cassidy Taylor. Uh my name is Jason, I am a playwright, and I am joined by
2: Marsha Yuan, Misako Yamagishi,
3: Anthony Naranjo, Elijah Glow.
4: Dylan Cassidy Taylor. <laughs> Oh Anita
1: Favani. <laughs> neither that plus one. Um, so we just saw Tourist Trap, a play that takes place in Times Square that is very odd um I can't... I, okay, another rule. No spoilers.
5: <laughs>
1: I won't say who comes down the aisle near the end. Um, but that was brilliant, brilliant use of space and being, quote-unquote, trapped in Times Square. And first question, I have this conversation with Dylan all the time about, like, Asian theater, about how I find myself of, like, a pretty conventional Asian theater artist. Like, yo, we got the immigration store, we got the family, everything's in the house. Maybe the staging gets funky at some point. <laughs> we got... We got all the ingredients, and I would love to ask um, anyone who would like to answer, um, what do you think makes this production different from other Asian American theater
5: works that are out there?
4: Do you wanna go?
5: I can... Sure, I'll preface. Um, I, I didn't do it on purpose, but I, I think I unconsciously just tried to be very weird. Um, I think it reflects my own experience as an Asian American. I never learned Chinese growing up. I never had any sense of Chinese culture instilled in me by my parents or my family. Um, My parents themselves have a very fraught relationship with it because they're very dissociated and alienated. Um, So I guess the feeling, I felt the best way to mirror the feeling of being an outsider for everywhere um, is, and not belonging in any society, was to do something absurdist. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of inspiration in my work from Julia Zumi and like, there's a little bit of that, but I feel, it does feel very um, uh, new and fresh. And it's, you know, I feel like there is a lot of like perfectly amazing uh, and important uh, realism of the Asian American experience, but uh, sometimes it feels like it has to be fractured or at least that's what I resonate the most with.
4: I think um, it doesn't like, I wasn't really focusing on making it different from other Asian shows. I don't think that was like a priority or focus to like, Make it stand out in a way. I think it just like it stands. The work stands on its own. The plane very much stands on its own, and its bizarre weirdness of it. Um, but yeah, I think we just focus on. I think Elijah and I. We originally when we first met, the first interview we had to talk. It, we we spoke about the idea of how definitions of Asianness we didn't necessarily relate to them or like resonate with them but like we still identified as Asians and we we're seen as Asians so it's like how to create work without you know or creating work that we do resonate with that is Asian. Um, and I don't know if it's like necessarily like us trying to be different but it's trying to expand.
2: I, I know what it is. We're Asian. <laughs> it's not we're not some a non Asian writing about Asian. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's not like dun, 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 dun. you don't hear that. You don't hear that in the background. You know what I mean. It's like real life stories, real you know, real yeah. personalities, and you can you can interchange different Asian. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be Chinese. We were talking mm. about that because mm. they're both uh, Japanese, and I'm Chinese, and and I fell into that role perfectly because I I did live in Shanghai at one point, but. Mm we're like, yeah, it actually doesn't matter which type of Asian you are because, you know, we all have similar, I don't know, you have similar things that happen in that culture that you can kind of connect with. I
4: think it's just portraying the characters as real people. And that's, it mm-hmm. that's, that's, that does the work for you.
2: My character shooting loves beans. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's gonna resonate with anyone, uh, any ethnicity, because they might have something they are really obsessed yeah. and love about. <laughs> and I connect with other two characters through their Asian experiences. Yeah.
3: Yeah, my, my mom specifically, I was saying, was like so touched by this. My mom is Dominican, I'm mm. Latino, so she really. Felt really connected to the whole beam thing because i've i've had like <laughs> real conversations with my mom like especially when i was in college just like how do i do these beans and she's like you gotta make sure you do this right And use this and like so many conversations and uh,
4: These are are universal. Yeah,
3: Yeah, there's these moments
1: in Tourist Trap where um, the three Asian aunties make calls back home to people that do not know how to exist without them. And I think that was also just very, very cultural and also very just universal, even if you all weren't even trying for that. I saw, like, my mom, like, um, me calling my mom while she's on the business trips, not knowing how to use a rice cooker when I'm 12 or something like that. I saw there's so much in this by just... um, like, being, um, without even trying to be Asian, it's so loaded, and I think one other concept I want to ask about is the concept of, like, touring a place versus being guided in a place. So this play opens with a tour, Times Square tour guide, direct (laughs) addressing the audience on a bunch of different locations in Times Square that may or may not be real, and, um, And immediately I felt this trust of like, oh, someone's actually not just direct addressing the audience like and just like being funny, but also telling us how to experience this play. We're going to visit these locations. Here's here's how to listen to this play. And so what I would love to ask, because a lot of these characters, they struggle with like meeting a lot of the itinerary on like a tour. Anyone who'd like to answer, what is the difference between touring a place and being guided through a place?
4: I think that's like asking like what's the difference between movies and film. I think it's like <laughs> you can kinda of make your own definition of it, but there's like a general vibe of it. I originally think like touring was like tour guide, so you're touring people and guiding so like you're being guided, but also you can be toured, I guess. Um, but I think tour is a bit more like I hope this is a, this is a rough word, but like capitalistic or it involves like money and guided is like more spiritual.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like guided is more personal, mm-hmm. like personalized to that person. Or mm-hmm. as maybe touring is like, it could be a big group, right? Mm-hmm. But then it, he's a guide. So he's like specific to each mm-hmm. character guiding them.
5: Mm-hmm. I think for me there, the idea of a tour feels very geographic. And um, I'm, I continue to be really interested in the ideas of the spaces within our lives and ourselves and how the idea of physical presence and location and journey and adventure can be relevant even when we're dealing with ethereal concepts like identity and hopes and dreams and fears and all that stuff
3: yeah that's a that is a difficult question i i had not even ponder that. <laughs> um, like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I will. I will say it does feel. I resonated with that because it does. It does feel. The more that I do this, the more it feels like I really need for you three to reach this point of catharsis. Mm-hmm. It's like the the more and more we go through it's so beautifully written into mm-hmm. it. But uh, yeah, it's like he's he is a tour guy. That's his job. But like he loves these humans and he loves the humans. He comes across every day and even if he's like a genie type character, who's like mm. trapped <laughs> himself. But like he, uh, he, he needs them mm. the same way they need him in, in the moment. Oh.
2: Yeah. I feel touring is more physical, like looking at things. Um, guiding is more like spiritual, going more deeper inside.
1: Yeah, oh my gosh. I also loved, like, at every single moment in this play, the dramaturgy of Times Square is so there. We always remember we are in Times Square. There's a bunch of people and a bunch of things all around us flashing. But actually, maybe the real focus is just put all that aside, look at words. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So philosophical stuff aside, I heard that you all did some funky rehearsals uh, leading up to this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, what was rehearsing lights? What are the highlights? What kind of questions, experiences stuck out to you?
4: i'll go uh yeah so the chain gave us about like five hours of rehearsal time we extended it to six um so we had about like three rehearsals that were two hours each um and then we kind of were like we need more um so then I, I remember in like january i texted a producer and i was like is this ethical but so we have a rehearsal in times square oh and run through the play in times Square just to, like have them practice running through the play because a lot of the rehearsals was like breaking into chunks and hopping around and it's helpful to let them just run through it. So we did it and then it was way crazier than what I would expect expected it or what I anticipated it to be. I think we realized that it's very hard to like remember lines yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when there's people screaming, there's smells, but we definitely like after that we understood like why they're so miserable. The play. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was but, the first time I saw Elmi. Yes, yeah. and we ran into. M- In <laughs> yes, we ran into many Elmies and oh. they were like jump
5: scares. There were like twenty of them. I it was know. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so anyway.
3: Yeah, that, it was really hard. It was, it was really hard. I didn't expect it to be uh, that difficult. There's, it, I mean, it's Times Square, so it's stimulating. And as a native New Yorker, I was like, as soon as you said, the, like the first second that I read that in an email, I was just like, this is wild. Like I, would, I, I literally avoid Times Square at all costs. So it's just like the thought of rehearsing there was like actually scary to me mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. yeah it the, was, was worth it.
1: God, the most I've ever spent in Times Square, I just remembered, was when I was on my fifth grade trip to see Spider-Man <laughs> turn off the dark. And I've, <laughs> exact, I've avoided it ever since. Same thing. I can't imagine how that was. Oh, that sounds traumatic. <laughs> it was. Double traumatic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, final question. I um, would love to ask this um, to our creative duo. Um, this is a question I love asking because some people don't think of it. Some people are only thinking of it. And also we're doing Asian theater. So it's like, Who is this play for?
5: Mm, That's a great question. I, I normally actually think about who my work is for as a people pleaser, as somebody who is trying to progress in the industry. So at first it was sort of oh, people want blank, people want an Asian identity piece. Um, Now that I'm talking to people, you know, they seem to say, okay, well, where's the piece that actually comes from you? Um, Because this is the first uh, Asian thing I've written. Um, And it ended up becoming more of what is it about? Who is it about? And I just sort of focused on that, really. It was so specific. It really, a lot of it comes from my mom and very split up versions of her personality. but if, to more directly answer the question, I would say that, personally, it's, it's for anybody who feels like they've ever been at a crossroads between um, identities, cultures, times and places, senses of self, um, which I think a lot of people can, can relate to in this day and age.
4: Yeah. yeah. I think it's—I uh, I do, like, take into the audience, like, c- to contextualize how we're making the piece, but I don't think that was in my head as much now because our workshop was originally with like a Chinese or Asian American like theater company that was helping produce it so we knew it was like a lot more Asian people coming and then this one the chain not as much it wasn't attached to just Asian identity but I think um I think it was just like this Project is very much like what we want and like what we find joy in and like a fun thing with our friends who we know deeply and love to like watch this and just have fun and tell a story that like moves you
1: gosh Uh, one last question before we close nita why should you see the show why should you see the show
4: oh my (laughs) gosh! well i think if you live anywhere around new york i think all of there's so many fun little easter eggs in it already and so like that was such a perfect like thing that got me i like lean forward immediately just with that first moment the tour guide and it is just like you can tell you're in for like a very fun time from the jump and then you get kind of this beautiful each, each character kind of gets this beautiful journey and a little gift at the end. And if, and if your mom is anything like any of the moms, there's so many different <laughs> perspectives and personalities to kind of like gravitate towards. But if, but if, it, if your mom <laughs> is anything like them, this will resonate and you'll, you'll feel like you're giving them a, a gift. That's what it felt like for me. I felt like, like I wish my mom was here.
1: Um. Oh my gosh, so if you you want to see theater with lovely catharsis theater that is just um, subverts the norm by not making sense, absurdist theater um, with Asian auntie style formations and blockings, (laughs) and also theater where people are trapped in the chain, Um, go see Taurus Trap running one more time on the 23rd, 22nd? Thursday the 22nd. On Thursday the 22nd. Thank you all so much.
0: Thank you, Elijah, Dylan, Marsha, Misako, and Anthony for hanging out after the show to chat and, as always, thank you, Jason, for another great interview. You have just one more chance to catch Tourist Trap as part of the Chain Theaters 2024 Winter One-Act Festival. It's part of program number three, so you'll also catch the show Trade-In Value by Dominic Danza as part of your entry. And that's on Thursday, February 22nd, 2024 at 8.30 p.m. It'll be at the Chain's fourth floor theatre at 312 West 36th Street in Manhattan. Head to Chain Theatre, that's theatre with an R-E, Dot o-r-g for a link to tickets and more information on the whole festival thanks to you for listening into the podcast if you dig it please like it on facebook facebook.com slash go see a show and rate and or comment on the show's apple podcasts page my name is robert A K a.k.gaino you can find me on the internet at robert g-o-n-y-o dot com until next time go see a show
5: thank you thank you